You should be ashamed. Me? Drew got it. Okay. Thank you very much, Drew. I appreciate that. Is it? If I shadow stepped back over where... Well, no, I already have advantage because of the fairies, right? Yes. Because friendship is Um, magic. And it would probably work, or maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. But or you just end up a smear on the wall. Yeah. So uh, no, thank you. So uh, you see them going flying down. You don't see them; they're invisible. You don't see them going flying down there, and you don't see what they do because they're invisible. I wonder if pixies can grapple. Chapter two eleven. The Repulsive Sphere. Okay. So in the last episode, you guys had moved into the gnome home and basically had gone through an underground strip mall full of all sorts of stores and uh, food establishments and things like that. However, abandoned for a thousand years with all the detritus left over from that. And you had come up to something called a security perimeter. And Adri, what happened when you set foot across that security perimeter? Um, I kind of made some Gardatrons uh, attack us. Yeah. And so, not just any Gardatrons. Yeah, but Gardatron 999s. And uh, they, um, luckily, they're only 999 models. So it's not like they wiped you out immediately. But they're putting a pretty stiff fight. Um, and you guys got into a pretty serious uh, Donnybrook with them. And then Arlen, what did Arlen do that caused all sorts of chaos there, Owen? Uh, the first attack I ever did triggered the wild magic table and made everybody go blind because of... Um, fog cloud. Fog cloud. And that turned out to be a very good thing, though, because you were using your scorching ray attack and you missed all the rest of the rays. And why did that turn out to be a good thing? Because they get healed from fire damage. Yes, so you finally landed a firebolt on them and realized that, whoopsie doodle, fire damage actually heals these iron uh, goliaths. So, yeah, you could have basically healed the other one up to full if you had landed all your Scorching Ray attacks. This is, like, a really good anti-troll, actually. Like, if you, like, have them give them fiery weapons and they just, like, turn their weapons on their friends to heal them in the middle of a fight. Oh, Interesting. Anyway, so um, we had uh, stopped in the middle of a combat, which I never like to do, but we were at a good break point there. And uh, next up was Cotter. So, Cotter, you get to go. Um, you've got these two Gardatron 999 iron uh, behemoths um, right in your face, and uh, they've both uh, breathed upon you guys, uh, getting you guys with poison damage. And uh, what are you going to do? I'm going to flame tongue. I'm going to speak the command word and as a bonus action, disable the fire. So you're going to put the fire out on your sword now that you found that that's actually a healing sword. Giggle, giggle, snort. A a sword of healing is pretty good. 
Especially when I roll really low, though. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to attack gray. Okay. Because yeah, gray, gray's barely blue. been hit. Gray. Okay. Yeah, gray and green. First attack is a 22. You hit finally. All right. And as you can imagine, I was also salivating you hitting with the uh, flame Fire. tongue, but yeah. there we are. Let's see. I'm going to use a third level divine smite. So okay. one for the attack, one because I'm cool, one for the smite, and three for the level. Okay. 16. Um, 16 plus 9 is 25, plus 4 is 29. 29 points, good. Points of damage. And second attack is a 17. And that just bounces off its iron hide. Okay, and then finally mm-hmm. green gets to go. And um, it is unhappy with everything everybody's doing, but especially getting kicked by uh, Adri. So it spins around and levels two attacks at Adri there. Um, the first one is a nat 20, which thankfully that's... No, it's not. It's a 14. Okay. The first one is a 14. Aha! I remembered I have luck points. Okay. (laughs) And does that make it re-roll or does that just... I I chose that it takes the 14, which does not hit. Okay, good. So you are able to be lucky and miss that. And then the second one is an 18. Does that hit you? That does, yeah. Okay, so unfortunately, that is the larger of the two attacks, but... Oh, good. That's fine. Because <laughs> that's the club that hits you. Um, so 27 points of damage is a club's use soundly. Okay, and we start out at the top of the order, and Creval gets to go. What are you going to do, Creval? My fairies haven't gone yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped right over them. So the fairies get to go now. The pixie um, sticks. All eight of them are going to swarm around green and do a help action to everyone. Okay, so everybody will get advantage as the green tries to swat this annoying group of little tiny pixie flies. Wait, actually, aren't they invisible? No. No, they're not? Okay. They can turn invisible as an action, but their action is going to be to help. Okay, so they're buzzing around, and so if you clap three times, you can get uh, help, the help action. Okay, and Kraval, you get advantage on green if you want. What do you want to do? Um, I will swing on green with the hammer, which is a good thing that I had advantage because the first roll was a three and the second one was a 19. So that'll make a 28 to hit. Okay. You definitely hit. So, uh, not so much good on damage though. It's 10 points of force damage. That's not bad. And, um, then I will cast as my action toll the dead on green, which is a wisdom saving throw. Okay. And that is a nat one. Okay, so that's 3d12 necrotic. Ouch. Uh, yeah, actually, this is way better roll. That's going to be 31 points of necrotic damage. Ouch, okay. And um, it seems uh, pretty darn beat up at this point in time, even with the healing that uh, Arlen gave it. Um, that'll be my turn, sir. Okay. Yeah, you get the feeling that maybe if Arlen hadn't healed it, that might have been it for it. Okay, and next up is Adri, who's being attacked by Green. All right. Um, if I shadow stepped back over where... Well, no, I already have advantage because of the fairies, right? Yes. Okay, because cool. friendship is um, magic. Sweet. Uh, 
Can I step back? Would I get an attack of opportunity if it's swatting at the fairies? Uh, it would still get an attack of opportunity as, as you were leaving. Okay. Um, then I guess I will just shadow step over by where Jade is. Okay. So you just um, and then I'll get advantage for both of my shots. Okay. Alrighty. Luck point. I'm remembering I have. <laughs> okay. Uh, twenty six. Okay, that definitely hits. For eight points of damage. Okay, and you just see it just boom into the internal workings and sparks start flying out from all the rents and cuts that you've made. And the uh, you just hear the voice going, damage, overwhelming, shuttering. And it just keels Excellent. over forward in a large, huge clash that sounds like someone dropped all their pots and pans on the ground. All right. So can we knock that one uh, over? I was thinking forward. And that will be difficult terrain to go by it. Okay. Would I get advantage on gray? No, the the uh, pixies are not attacking gray. You'll, that'll be a regular hit. Okay. Um, then I will go ahead and fire. Unless you shadow step. Well, but I just did shadow step. Yeah, and it's my first melee attack oh, by the okay. end of the turn. So, um, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna shoot gray. Okay. So 22. Yes. And another 11 points of damage. Okay. And that will do it for me. Okay, good. And remember, gray has just barely been hit. He's only been hit about four times or so. Okay, good. And next up is Jade, your partner in crime back there. Did I conjure my beings? Is that concentration before or after I huntered Mark the dude? I thought you went hunter's Mark and then you did it. That's what I remember. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm just gonna shoot the dude. Shoot gray. Shoot gray. Gray twice. Uh, twenty-five. Yes. Um, 12 points of damage. Ouch. And then I'm going to shoot him again for, mm, no, 17. No, just glances off his shoulder. Anything else? I'm going to yell out to my pixies to help. Okay, on their turn, they can go over and do the help action. Okay, and then, no one, you get to go. So, I will, of course, be patiently defensive. And I'm going to do a kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, 24. Yeah. And that is for 13 points of damage. Ouch. And then I'm going to move behind it. Uh -huh. Oh, wait. It does not get an opportunity attack because I have mobility. Sounds good. So I'm going to move behind it. How far behind it? Directly behind it? Directly behind okay. it. It wouldn't get an opportunity attack anyways since you stayed. Yeah. Well, stayed. He, has, he has tons of speed. Yeah. Just is this him? Yeah. 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 And can I get advantage because I'm now straight behind it? Yeah, you'll get advantage on this first one. <laughs> All right. That's good because that was oh, <laughs> a 19. I hit the computer, but a 19. No, it just kind of glances off its and then uh, I'll do backside. My third, which is a 27. Yes. For another 13 points of damage. Okay. Another 26. Very good. Okay, and the pixies move over and start buzzing around gray, and everyone will get advantage from here on. 
and um, it will then attempt to swing at Cotter there. Oh, man. So two swings, and so a 24 and a 21. Uh, the 24 hits, the 21 does not. Okay. So the, that's the uh, slightly less damaging version. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Because it's just the punch, it's not the, the big club. Um, but it still does pretty well there. So 23 points of damage as it punches you soundly. Two, three. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then it's your turn, Cotter. All right. So I will attack twice. And I have advantage, right? Yes, because the pixies are yeah. pixelating it. And I'll have advantage twice. Yes. Great. All, all of your attacks, all attacks against this will have advantage because the pixies are so distracting. Wondrous. Uh, that is a uh, 25 to hit. Yeah. Okay, I'll do a second level divine smite. Do you want to reignite your sword first? Actually, I'll do a third level divine smite instead just for you that. You don't want to use fire on it? Uh, that's one for oh, the come hit. come on. One because I'm cool. One for the smite. And three because it's third level. So that is... Eight plus nine is 17. 20 points of damage. Okay. Second attack is a 27 to hit. Yep. And this one will be a second level spell slot. Four. D disappeared. Okay, I'll find it later. One, two. One because I'm cool. One for the attack. One for the spell. Yeah. Okay. This is nicer. 14, 20, 25, 27 points of damage. Okay. That hurt pretty good. Okay, and then, um, Arlen, you get to go. We're going to cast a level Five fireball? 6 magic missile. Oh, okay. I can't cast fireball yet. Ah, too bad. You, um, have, you have advantage and you're not going to use an attack roll? Actually, Arlen? Yes. You can cast fireball now. Wow, I'm not going to cast Fireball. Oh, come on, you was. Um, oh, <laughs> What are you, chicken? I'm going to cast... Well, the thing is, like, all of my other damaging spells are fire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, fire. So I, don't... I forgot about that. Wouldn't it be awful that? if you rolled a, a random uh, effect and it was Fireball? <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be great? Yeah, that would, that that, would be that, pretty bad. That would be great. Don't do that. Yeah, it would wipe out all it, the people it, in the back. That'd be great. And it wouldn't even hit it. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, I'm going to cast 6-level Magic Missile. Okay, roll the damage. Hey, Owen. Use a sorcery point to reroll my ones. Owen? Yeah? Don't you have a wand that does that exact same thing? Yeah, but I have no use for my upper-level spell slots. There, there's always than, a reason for an upper-level spell slot. No, he can't, like he can't even use it. For powering up any other spell that you don't already have a wand that will let you do it for free. It was just an idea. Yeah. It's fine. I guess. The plus on this, though, is he's he's using something... I have so many sorcery points that I can just turn into those spells anyway. Okay, I'm being quiet. Yeah. Okay, so what's the damage? Uh... Wait. 33 points of force damage. Ouch. Yeah, now this one's looking a bit beat up. Okay, and we go to the top of the round and Creval. Does the help action help me with the hammer? Um... I'm gonna say uh, I mean, yes. I assume the so, the, but the, I pixies, I'd ask. the pixies are so distracting. We're gonna say yes. Okay, that'd be a twenty-three. Yeah. Um. So two. Where'd you go? Where are my d8s? There they are. 
13 points of force damage. Okay. Toll the dead on him too. So another wisdom saving throw, please. Okay. Let's see if we can do better than a nat one. A seven. Huzzah. 22 points of necrotic. Okay. And that just sort of staggers him and you see like a gear shoot out of its side and sparks are coming out of its neck. It doesn't look real good. That's my turn. Okay. And Adri, seems like it's barely hanging on. Okay. Um, I'm like running low on arrows. Well, not that low, but all right. Um, I think I'm going to shoot it once. If you're running low on arrows, it looks like it's barely standing. You could try to go up and punch it. Yeah, I, I have a bit of a plan here. I'm going to shoot it once. Okay. Nat 20. Well, that would naturally so hit. Yeah. Only 10 points of damage, though. Well, since it only had <laughs> one hit point left, that's more than enough. And it just comes crashing oh. forward at you there, Cotter. Mm-hmm. And you just flatten yourself against the wall and bam, it lands. Once again, like someone dropped all the pots and pans in a... Uh, in a restaurant, right, uh, pinning, almost pinning you to the wall, but you, you just enough room to get out. Okay, so are you, aren't you glad those were in Gardatron 999s and not 2000s like the gnomes are making currently? That could be really ugly. Yeah. I wonder if I would it... like to actually take off one of the chest plates that says uh, Gardatron 99, right? Uh, it's like impressed into a large chest plate that's about the size of the uh, top of a grand piano. Well, um, you, you, you can take a rubbing. Artisan supplies. I'm gonna do a rubbing. Okay, yeah, you can definitely do a rubbing on it, like a wax rubbing of that. All my pixies are just gonna turn invisible, but still be there. And how long do they hang around for? An hour. Okay. Um, are there is there a chance that I can glean any of my arrows, or in yes. hitting something metal, is that just? Um, so yeah, roll basically roll a d20 for each of those and um, any any roll of 10 or higher and they they break on impact. I have like okay. So arrows. under 10, I can get it back. Say that again, Melanie. I have like 60 arrows if you want some. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, let me see how many I get back. Okay, roll it up. So Wait, sorry, 10 was or it higher? 10 or higher I get it back or 10 or lower? 10 or lower get you get it back. Okay, thank you. Especially the ones that went rattling off down the hall and stuff, you should be able to recover easily enough. So, um, so you still have Beacon of Hope running, right, Krival? I do. Okay, I am going. What does Beacon of Hope do for us? Uh, Max is healing. Max is healing. Ah. Advantage on Wisdom saving throws and death saves. Okay, I am going to cast Aura of Vitality, which is a third level spell. And it allows me normally to heal 2d6 hit points every six seconds. So basically everyone just, just gets 12. 12. Yeah. So I'm down. Um, How long does it go for? A, a minute. So 10 rounds. Okay. So everyone gets 12 points back. No, to no maximum just, just me. Oh, you no, no, sorry. One person at a time. Okay. So I'm going to do me first. So five rounds would be 60. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, that would be half. Five rounds is 120. You only do 12 per round, right? Yeah. So oh, five, five rounds, rounds is 60. 60. Okay. That would get me up to 97. So who still needs healing? I do. Okay, how much healing do you need? I need 40 hit points exactly. Okay, so you can get 
36. Okay. Who still needs healing? Anybody else damaged? I'm uh, good. Yeah, I am down 27. So she can give back 24 okay, and you get done. 24 back. Excellent, thank you. I'll heal myself for 10. Um, does anyone else need, like, top-up healing that I can give out? I could use four. You can have four. <laughs> oh. Yeah, thanks, Jade. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Adri, how much do you need to top up? I'm still down three. Okay, you get three. Thank you. Oh, and then can I get four? You can get four. Um, Krival, do you need any? Uh, no, actually, uh, well, actually, I probably need just one because I did get poisoned for a little bit. So, okay, you get and one. Jade got me once. Thanks, Jade. So, how much do you need? Like literally just one twelve, and I'll be pop up. Oh no, no, no. Or, I, I, I I'm, I'm out of that. I'm doing laying hands. Sorry, twelve. You need twelve. Okay, you get twelve. All right, is that everyone up to full? So, Cotter goes around doing the ET finger. I prefer thinking of it as the EMT finger. But there we go. Actually, I don't know if I know first aid or if I just know magic. I probably know some like non-magic healing. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's what you do when you guys are expending your... Yeah, uh, I guess. Can my pixies go scout ahead? Um, Sure. Can they report to you? Can they speak to me is a good question. What language yeah, I imagine they probably wouldn't trigger any traps like do I did. Do you speak Sylvan? No, I don't. Um, the monks can talk. The monks can talk to the pixies. That's true. We can speak everything. <laughs> All right. Well, who wants to talk? Do you want to go up, go up and talk to them? Yeah, I mean, I can. we can do Pass Without a Trace. I can be 30 feet ahead. I mean, the they can, can be they're me. invisible right now, and they can fly. Okay, I can be too. Yeah. Or just send them up. But I mean, there's the the looming, scary orb, so have them look at the orb. Yeah, let's have them look at the orb and then them talk to us. Okay, so uh, you see them going flying down. You don't see them; they're invisible. You don't see them going flying down there, and you don't see what they do because they're invisible. And um, the pixies, all of a sudden, you hear their voices in your ears. Me? They, yes, you. Whoa. And you realize they're sitting basically hovering around you. Now, do do they speak a language that you speak? They only speak Sylvan. Do you speak Sylvan? No. If they speak to the monks, we can understand okay. them. So, I can speak Sylvan. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so you just hear this little buzzing noise around you there, uh, Jade. Sounds like little mosquitoes. And But the monks, you guys get the feeling that you understand even though you don't understand the words. And of course, Arlen, you do understand what they're saying. And they basically say that they can't get within 10 feet of that uh, sphere out there. They say it's a about one foot wide sphere that looks like it's made of ceramic or some sort of resin. And it's just hovering there. Ominously. Yeah. Do they know? I Can I speak to the fairies? Um, yeah, they can understand you, right? Because you're super monkey yeah, ability. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So... Um, are you not able to go that close to the sphere because it repels you or? Yeah, they'd say basically that they get within 10 feet of it and it's like bouncing into a wall. Interesting. I have to spell magic? Hmm. Well, let's go up and check. 
Okay. So you're gonna. I mean, it's not like there's gonna be more iron golems, right? Yeah. What's <laughs> the chances of that happening? And I mean, it's not like we're stealthy at the moment, so. <laughs> They're also gonna start braiding flowers into everyone's hair and just flying around. Okay, good. They're so the... everyone gets a crown of flowers. Yeah. It's especially weird when they like slip under our helmets and do the flower crowns. And, and actually, Noan, do for a, me a perception check. Okay, perception. Da -na -na. Hey, 15. So not only do you have a crown of flowers from the pixies, but you notice that your shoulders are dusted with glitter. Oh, that'll never get out. Okay. I, I, I Twitter back at them and I say thank you. I mean, they're and only then I begin to whisk the glitter off my shoulders with the back of my hand. It's actually pixie dust because that's what they use for their components for their mm -hmm. spells. And, and one of them just kind of bops into existence in front of you and curtsies and then bops out of existence again. In, and it makes in a puff flower, of glitter. In, the, in a puff of glitter and makes yeah. the flower crown even yeah. longer. And um, so you guys progress down the hallway to where that little left-hand turn is there. And... Um, Oh, is that a right-hand turn on there? Uh, it would be whatever direction that is, yeah. And then you... But it's interesting what happens. As you approach within 10 feet of that sphere, so it's basically right on the edge there, you do feel a force. And it does actually push back against you. But you notice instead what happens is the sphere moves further down the hallway. Hmm. As if you have pushed it. Maybe. So we walk forward and it moves. Yeah, kind of, you bump it stays in... 10 feet ahead of us, but it moves as we move. Yeah, you bump into a force, but, um, you know, it's pushing back against you, but instead the sphere moves forward. Maybe it's like an anti-vermin thing, like rats and small things can't get past. Okay, and you can see down the hall to your left that it goes down about 30 feet. There's a passage leading off to the right, and then it disappears in the gloom going further off to the left there. All right, we want to check it out then? Yeah, let's let's look down there. Okay. Hey, Adrian, could you just like, teleport right in front of it and grab it real quick? The sphere? I, I'm kind of not cool with the idea of teleporting behind the force field wall oh come on you what's, what's the think... bad thing that could happen there nothing bad could happen i mean Faster, i, I could and it would probably work or maybe it wouldn't i don't know but or you just end up a smear on the wall yeah so uh no thank you <laughs> okay so you're going to progress down to the left instead okay yeah. so you go down yeah, to that first that. intersection and um immediately going to the north there to your right is a 10-foot hall, and it opens up into a room. Now, is everybody going with Adri, or is she scouting ahead again? I think everyone's going together at this point, because we just made that yeah, really loud I, noise. I mean, might as well, because if I trigger something, then you guys are closer. Yeah, separating seems like a bad idea at this point. And you can see in front of you, uh, as you get up to that intersection, that the... Uh, passage going down to the left continues on has another passage going to the right and then opens up into about a 20-foot room down there so um are you going to check out the room to the north the bigger room that when you first came across mm -hmm. yes yeah i think doing a scan of each room is probably a, at least a smart idea for safety sounds good so this appears to be a abandoned mechanical lab all useful devices seem to have been taken and only junk remains 
the purpose of which seems to have disappeared in the eons of time. Sadly, a robot or some sort of a bot similar to the serving bots that you have seen in Faramon lies face down in the middle of the room. Does it have a knife in its back? It doesn't, but its lower half seems to be missing. Oh. And unfortunately, pitifully, based on the grooves that have been etched into the floor, it seems to have tried to continue its cleaning duties, despite this handicap as a channel has been worn in the floor as it dragged itself around the room with its arms. Hmm. I want to go over and flip it around. Okay. And as you do that, um, you notice that it has the remains of a rag in its hands. And Kleenatron 999 is emblazoned on this front. Can I find any way to uh, activate it? Um, give me a just straight-up intelligence check. Oh. Well, that's going to be plus 12. Plus 12. Oh, that rolled off. I'm doing it again. Oh, it's even <laughs> worse. Two. No, this totally defeats your uh, your understanding. Right. And there, there's nothing in the room. Uh, give me an investigation. Uh, that's a three, so it's nope. better. Yeah. Uh, nope. It it uh, seems to be basically just a bunch of detritus, junk, little pieces and gears and stuff left over. But anything valuable seems to have been taken during the evacuation. And then I guess it's just time to move on a little more. Okay. Going to continue down there. Yep. Okay. And when you get down to that next passage going north, that one goes about 20 feet and then opens up into a much larger room. Very large. But immediately to the front of you there with a 20 by 20 room, you can see that in the back of the room is an enormous door like the kind you would see in a bank vault. And uh, that's this room? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. We got to go check out that door. Okay, um, and um, your examination there, Noan, um, really quickly reveals to you that there is a giant chunk of the door missing, and you would assume that it's part of the lock. It uh, looks like this was hastily opened or something. Can I open the door up? Uh, nope, it, it seems to be locked fast, uh, just like a bank vault lock or door. Oh, okay, so, but the missing part. Yeah, that's that is whatever perhaps unlocks the lock. Oh, oh, that's almost like they didn't want anyone getting into this vault. Mm. Or the part hey, is anyone? such high technology they took it with them. One of the two. Yeah. Well, can anyone bamf into the vault? You have to be a point that you can see. The, yeah, you just have to be able to see where you're going. Yeah, you have to have line of sight. Oh, and you're you're, you're, not, like, a, you're not a sorcerer with knock, are you? Nope. Didn't think so. I think this is a mystery for another day unless somebody has an ability to try to pick locks. And even then. Yeah, you might have to bring some gnomish experts in to uh, might be able to suggest what piece or part is missing. Well, I mean, we are clearing it out for them. So if they wanted to come visit their ancestral home. Indeed. Okay, up to the uh, north to that larger uh, area there. Let's, let's make a note to uh, remember this room. Okay, so you move forward up the 20-foot hallway, and you enter a much, much bigger space. This one is about 40 by 60 feet, 
And interestingly enough, the western wall, or the left wall as you come in, is raw, chewed up rock. And this room seems to have been under construction when this place was abandoned. The walls are increasingly unfinished as you progress towards the west, and the western face is just like I said, just raw rock. There are two large machines, one slightly larger than the other, that lie abandoned up against the unfinished face. A pile of gravel, apparently ejected from the machines, lies behind them. You can see the name Crushabot 999, and the smaller one has Crushabot 998 emblazoned on the side. And there's some kind of other, um, I don't know, artwork or something emblazoned on the front, but there's some, some sort of logo or something up there that you can't quite see from where you are. Well, I guess we should go investigate. Okay, going to go up and take a look? Yeah. So this is fascinating. As you go around the front, the front of the uh, machine has a hundred of those little tiny arms with the three-fingered uh, hands and gloves holding little tiny hammers, all of them worn heavily. And apparently it just hammers on the rock till it falls out, and then there's like a little lip, and the rock falls into the lip. And you can see the rocks in the front are of su substantial size, and apparently they are crushed into gravel as they go through. And it's very interesting. They um, The front has nose art that's been emblazoned on it, like a World War II bomber would have. The uh, larger one of them shows a buxom, red-headed gnome woman who's winking and holding a hammer, and the name Beverly is emblazoned below it. The other one shows a youngish gnome lad holding a lit explosive, and the um, name on that art emblazoned there is Wesley. No shark teeth, though? No, no shark teeth. Uh, I, I was excited. Huh, interesting. I'm, I'm sure there's some pun there I'm not getting, but I'm not getting it. Oh, no, it's not a pun. It's a reference. Oh. Okay, well, I'm not getting it. Uh, anyway, so do these seem like they're at all could be functioning, or is it... Well, they seem to be abandoned in place. Um, hmm. Judging by the dust and, and uh, cobwebs and stuff on it, they haven't moved in a, a thousand years. So either they're incapable of being movement or no one's thought to come back and move them. Well, yeah. Interesting. You should be ashamed. Me? Drew got it. Okay. Thank you very much, Drew. I appreciate that. Is it? Yeah, we didn't get it here. Yeah, what does Adrian translate the joke as for the reference? Beverly Crusher and Wesley Crusher. Oh. Oh, Star Trek TNG. Oh, got it. Okay. Uh, Good. I like it. Uh, That's really good. Bryce is greatly amused. Mm -hmm. Do I get a bonus level for figuring that one out because no one else did? I think it'll give you extra XP at the end of this, yes. You know, if, if you had had this machine whining, I may have gotten the Wesley from Star Trek reference. Yeah, unfortunately, they're uh, shut down, so. Some would even say canceled. Okay, so is, is there anything else in this room of note? Just a lot of gravel and detritus. Apparently, they were excavating this room when the place was abandoned and they left the uh, the crushers here in place. <laughs> Do we want to backtrack and continue forth, or do we want to set up a camp here in this room that only has one entrance? I mean, are we? Is anyone down enough of things that require a long rest? I'm, I'm pretty much good. I could do a short rest. Would do me. I'm just asking. I'm, I'm actually not that bad. I, but I'm just asking just because 
I don't know how long it's been. We've been underground, so. I could do another fight. Then I say we, you know, make, like I said, make note of the vault, make sure nothing's in here that's moving, and then just go back to the hallway and go, I think that's north, right? Correct? Mm hmm. And we'll, we'll call and it I north for the purposes short of Short rest. Okay, so everyone can do a short rest. You can roll hit dice if you want to. You can. Uh... That would probably have been yeah. more efficient, but oh well. My pixies are gone. Yes, your Good pixies would have pixies. expired by now. They were very helpful. They, you, just, you just feel them gently kiss you on the cheeks on either side, and they disappear. And um, you all notice that uh, Jade has glitter attached to her fur on both cheeks. Pretty shiny. Yeah. But the, those pixies were actually really useful. Like, just free advantage all the time, pretty much. That's mm -hmm. pretty good. Yep. Okay, so after you short rest, what do we want to do? I wonder if pixies can grapple. Like a cricket. <laughs> hey, those crickets can be uh, vicious. Just ask. Yeah, with Owen. their strength of a two, they have a negative four strength. A couple loose pieces of rock, like not very big. Like we're talking, like you know, something you would like skip along a river type. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's plenty of little tiny chips that have been uh, laid out all over the place. Yeah, just a couple about you know, like we're talking like no bigger than finger size. Mm -hmm. Yep, no problem getting those. All right. Because when we go back to where the that floating whatever it is with the force field, I kind of just want to do a light toss of one of the rocks and see if it repels the rock. Okay. So you're going to move back to the uh, hallway with the sphere? Yeah. Okay, and yes, as you toss the rock, it just goes bing off to the side, and the next one you kind of lay directly into it and goes bing and almost bounces back to your feet. Right. But it does move when we get closer to it, right? You want to approach it again? Yes. Yeah. You, once, once again, you feel a force retarding you, but instead the sphere moves back away from you. So now it's actually past that next little hallway to the right. Do we want um, to? Does anyone know what that is? I mean, anyone who's magically inclined? Um, everybody roll for me. Arcana. 15? 12. 12. 11. Nine. Eight. It's like some kind of crazy gnomish invention. That's about all you can um, figure out. I think that if Adri teleports beyond it, we could like shove it into a side hallway or something. Like where the... Uh, I really would not like to get trapped. But, well, I guess I could just teleport back, but mm -hmm. I don't know for sure that that would work. So I would rather not get trapped separated from y'all in the... Scary, no well, room. And it also serves as a potential barrier. That's true. So That's if we true. push it, it might keep a surprise attack from the north if we investigate that eastern room. The only question we're going to have is this. If we make a right down this hallway, if this thing comes forward, we may not be able to push it back out of the way. Um, I well, then we can try the teleporting. Okay, but you won't be able to see around the corner. If we're down this hallway right here in the map and this thing comes forward, now we're being pushed down the hallway. You won't be able to go out and around to see where you're going. I mean, it's not like a huge object. Yeah, it hasn't like seemed to move yeah. of its own volition so far. It has just been hanging there in space until you guys moved it. Okay, that was just the one thing I Yeah, I think we should go right there. I mean, the worst comes the worst. We stay where we're at, hopefully, on guard for a little while. I could, I think clerks get to spell magic. I can always try to get that next time we do a long rest. Yeah. And yeah. You, you also could just like wait there. until Arlen finally gets his fifth level spells and he could uh, bamf you back to Port of Magnum. It's a fifth level? 
I believe so, right, Arlen? Teleportation circle? Uh, I, I also have Dispel Magic. Is it a, a sphere? Or a cube? It's a sphere. Yeah, just a round ball. Sorry, no, no. Is, is the reactive force a sphere or a cube? Oh, well, as you investigate it, you find that, yeah, basically it extends 10 feet out from its spherical surface. So it is a sphere. Okay, so we could push it, like, slightly to the side. Um, unfortunately, the... Um, thing is 20 feet wide it has a 10 foot radius apparently so it seems to be held in place between the two walls so we could accidentally shove it down a hallway and get it stuck um because the hallway is that would be kind of tough but yes you could uh-huh. theoretically do that yeah um so let's try not to do that okay actually well you'd have to shove it down a 20 foot hallway i mean if, if we shove it into a 10 foot hallway it'll get a little bit in because it'll get like three and a half feet in yeah and you can well no it, it's it. it's thing of a radius of effect we're getting three feet in yeah and then yeah. the radius of effect on the other side would be away from the wall by mm-hmm. three feet but uh, actually roll for me wisdom 13 okay um well you kind of kind of get a little tickle of realization you're talking about the spherical and this hallway is square that's 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 the realization that comes to you with your with your wisdom roll. Oh, so if you like hit the floor and crawl, you could get past it. Well, as you're exploring down there on this idea, you realize that yeah, there is about a two foot area on either side at the top and the bottom of the hallway that you could basically army crawl past it if you had to. Okay, that's interesting. I guess it's not a vermin repulsion machine then. Interesting. Do we want to... Now that it is past that first hallway, do we want to... Or the second hallway, do we want to go down it? Check it out? Do you want to go to the one to the right? Yeah. Okay, and that leads to a uh, 20 by 30 foot room. And this appears to have been an alchemical lab. Um, Although the only thing that seems to be left is broken glassware and so forth that kind of suggests what it was at one point in time just a bunch of empty lab tables all right but when you get up there you can see the end of the hall it dead ends with a passage going to the right so you got one to the left and one to the right interesting so if we wanted to get past this orb we'd probably have to do it before we get to that corner huh um yeah because then otherwise it'd just be sort of jammed in the corner there so shall we army crawl or are we past that point oh no it's just sitting right base just past the uh the intersection with the alchemical lab hallway so there's plenty of room past it if you want to army crawl okay we probably should do that because otherwise there's only two of us who can teleport right now um, I mean, technically three. Question. Kraval being as tall as he is, is he small enough to make use of this little army crawl? Well, you want to give it a try and see? Yeah. Yeah, it's, Wait, a, it's a tight squeeze, but you feel like you can get through there. If people are on the other okay. side, would it push it back? One would think. You know, I, I will... I'll army crash past it, and then once I... Okay. If, God, I hope I don't get stuck. If I get past it, I want to see if I can just push it past the group so the group can just walk by. How does it deal with okay, multiple so forces? Okay, so you are going to, you go down there and you kind of squeeze by, and yeah, it's a tight fit there um, to the end, but you do make it through and you're able to 
pop up on the other side. And I'm assuming that everybody's going to lie down as tight to the wall as you can. And um, so Craval, give for me an athletics check. Wait, were we... I thought we I were... I thought we were all just hiding in that room. Oh, you're going to go past the hallway? Because where... where... Okay. The, the thought I had was just, if it pushed one direction, does it push the other direction? Like, um, Yeah, so yeah, you, you definitely pushes. It just basically yeah. seems to not be able to get within 10 feet of you. And if there are two people on one side and one on the other, does it... How does it work when it gets when one person pushes it into the other two? Are you going to try that? I kind of want to try it, yeah. Okay, so are you going to push against Kraval? Yeah. Okay, so Kraval and Cotter do an opposed athletics check. 22. Four. Okay, so um, you see Cotter kind of brace himself against this invisible barrier, and Kraval just throws himself against the barrier on his side and Cotter just basically ends up doing the, you know, have you ever seen a linebacker run over a, uh, like a kicker on, in football? That's what it looks like. I mean, Cotter just goes flying backwards, ends up on his back. Lots of fun though. Yeah. And lots of noise. Yeah. So no, no need to sneak, I guess. So anyway, my question was, can I push it far enough that they don't have to army crawl? They can just well, actually, yeah, no. you guys could go down the hallway to the alchemical lab and and you could push it right past them. That's kind of what I thought I would just okay. do that. Save so, you, so you basically get... push it back to the exact location it started in. And now you're on the other side of it. Hmm. Shall we continue? Okay. And you guys continue um, up the hallway here. And when you're about halfway to... The, that uh, passage to the left, all of a sudden, um, Kraval, you step on the ground and you feel the ground under your foot just give ever so slightly. And you hear the sound of breaking glass and these fumes just shoot up out of the floor and all of a sudden everybody's surrounded by them. And basically, it extends for 20 feet up and down the passage as the uh, green fog comes up out of the ground. And everybody must make for me a constitution saving throw. My is it poison? It is, in fact, poison. Nine. Well, then, then we're fine. Yes. The key flowing through yeah. our bodies prevents us from suffering the effects of poison. I got a nine. 28. 13. Oh, that's a lot of dice. 25. Okay. So uh, Kraval and Arlen are able to withstand the poison um, to a degree. They only take half damage. And Cotter and uh, Jade get a full whiff of it. And you, so Cotter and Jade take 22 points of poison damage. And then you take 11 points for Arlen and uh, Kraval. And the monks just go neener, neener, neener. Especially because the monks were the one who triggered it. Um, is that the only one? No, we were not. Oh, no. triggered. We did not. I, I blame you anyway. Okay, you're, but you're standing in a poison cloud. Yeah, get out of there. Um, so are we going to run forward out of the cloud? Run backwards out of the cloud. That's back towards the sphere. Yeah, let's just, just hang a left. We can hang a left or we can go up and to the right. Sorry. Hang a left and see if the gas clears there. But I like to hold my breath so I'm not breathing this in anymore. Okay. So you guys go running out of the cloud and hang a left hand turn. And uh, yeah, the cloud is just 
just barely extends up to that leftward passage there. And it's about a 20-foot hallway that leads to a 30-by-30-foot 30 30 room. And this appears to be another workshop. But whatever its purpose was has been lost to the annals of time. A pair of parchment scrolls lie discarded upon the tables next to feather quills that have all but disintegrated. Here and there, mechanical parts, gears, and other metal objects lie as if cast aside during the hasty evacuation of the lab. Is the gas starting to seep into here? No, it seems to only be able to extend about 20 feet from where the, you triggered it. So it's, uh, it's, it's out there in the hallway, but doesn't quite extend to the level of this passageway. So you, you are apparently past it. Hmm. So that might be your anti-vermin thing there, Bryce. Hmm. Okay. Um, just look around and see if there's anything fancy in that room. Um, so... Interestingly enough, you pick up one of the quills and it's got like a little button on the top of the feather quill. And you notice this is like a, a writing quill like you would use for like the colonial people you used to write with. Like a, what do you mean by there's a button on the Like top? a little metal stud on top of it. And there's like a little metal sleeve at the end of the quill that hmm. kind of guards the end of it with a little button on top of it. And when you press the button, what happens? You So you press the button and you hear an audible click and the point of the quill slips back into the metal sleeve. Hmm. Retractable quill. Interesting. And if you press it again, does it come out? Pops right back out again. Interesting. I think it'll catch on more when they put it on the very end. Anyway, so besides that marvelous invention. That's about all they left here. The the scrolls are blank. Um, yeah, they were apparently unused ones. One of them looks like someone used it to like start a quill writing it's just got scribbles on it but mm -hmm. that's about it okay what do you want to do i guess um do we want to take some time to heal all right how long have we been in here like since we woke up um it's been a couple of hours now since well since you entered the doorway and you guys have been hiking so it's it's uh getting on a little bit on the day but uh it's not not quite evening out outside yet cool. i would like to take a short rest and heal. You want to do a quick, uh, quick uh, hit dice? Yeah. Okay, anyone can do hit dice that needs to. Okay. I uh, had to use one lay on hands hit point, but I am up to full. And actually, I should have asked for this a little while ago. What? Uh, show me your marching order there. In. Uh... I'll be in the front, I guess. Okay. No, well... If we're not doing Pass Without a Trace stealth stuff, then I won't be. Well, but let, if we are, then I will be. Let me be in the in the front, because if there's any stealth traps that get activated, I could probably deal with it. I'll take the rear. I'll be right behind no one. Uh, you, weren't you in the front, Farrell? Because... Well, we took a short rest. Well, the, if, if uh, no one wants to muscle up front, that's fine. I'll just walk right behind. It really doesn't bother me. I think... If, not to be insulting to you, but I think you being back amongst the uh, the other monk, or I'm sorry, I just forgot Adrian's name for half a second. Adrian, Jade, and our uh, recovering sorcerer would be a good idea. Okay, very good. Okay, so um, everyone roll hit dice that need to. Um, and are you heading back out there? Yeah, I guess. Time to check out that right-hand turn. Okay, so you get oh. there. Um, as we go, can we like watch for traps? Okay, give me a uh, um, investigation check. Thirteen. 
Nope, you don't find anything else there. Okay. And you make it to the corner without any problems. And it turns out that this passage is not, in fact, a passage, but a passage going up. And the reason I say passage going up is it appears that this was, at one point, a set of stairs. However, interestingly enough, they seem to have been cemented over to turn the stairs into a ramp. Hmm, interesting. And they go up quite a ways. They go up about 50 feet. Huh. Usually, Does want... it look cemented or does it look melted? It looks cemented. It, it definitely appears to be... As like if, slag or, or uh, no, like someone or, uh, like did masonry work on it. Really wish we had a dwarf here with us right now that they could tell us more about this. It's, okay, it's interesting because usually you want your stairs at a different angle than you want a ramp. So it's interesting that they just convert. Okay, and then at the end there's a landing kind of thing. Yeah, it looks like it goes up into some sort of a landing. Okay. And is it like? like perfectly cemented or are there still like well, you, slight steps you can you can there? see the points where the steps are beginning to poke out ah okay so so like it's relatively well textured like we can walk up perfectly yeah fine. yeah and, and it's cement so it's it's you know like got some pretty good texture you can hit okay okay mm -hmm. and um are you going to progress up there mm -hmm. let's make it up to the landing Okay, and as you get up to the landing, all of a sudden you notice that there is a crossbow that is mounted right there, and it fires as you come across it. Uh, Unfortunately, it? that's not going to hit anybody. So it just basically embeds in the ceiling and rattles down the hallway past you. Okay. So you, you and, uh, and uh, no one are able to duck out of the way. And this is a basically a 25 by 20, or 20 by 20 square room, and on the southeastern corner... There is yet another ramp that goes up. This one only goes up about 10 feet and looks like it goes into another landing. And you can see on the right side, so the south side, that there is a, another ramp leading up from there that you can see. And uh, as we go along, can I check for traps? Yeah, so do a uh, investigation. I'd like to help with that. That's a 14 this time. Okay. Can I help with that? Yep. So do it with advantage. Um, um, yeah. 14. Okay, yep. Yeah. So you don't see anything on that part of the ramp. And you go up to the landing there. Look around. And Make sure there isn't a trap, that sort of thing. So yeah, this is another 20 by 20 foot landing. Um, and then once again, it has the ramp stairs leading up to immediately to your right. But kitty corner across from you, so that northeast corner there, on your left side seems to have been damaged at some point and hastily constructed patch of concrete See, or cement seems to cover the, uh, the corner there. And then all of a sudden you hear to your right, up the ramp stairs to your right, the sound of clicking. And Noan and Cotter, mm -hmm. you look up there and there's a creature there. From the waist up, it's a gnome. But from the waist down, it's a spider. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. It keeps going. And that's where we're going to stop today.
Dungeon Master's Notes. Okay, a couple things to mention here. First, uh, the arrow recovery. Actually, in the past, I've used this frequently, uh, actually more of a punitive thing. You know, this is the number of arrows you lost. It was kind of fun to use it this time around for more of a advantage thing. These are the arrows that you found. And then we have all these fun things that the party has run into. And I'd like to thank a whole bunch of people for giving me these ideas, either off of Facebook or Twitter. Um, so I'd like to thank uh, Adrian E., Dylan V., Alexander S., Dylan C., D&D and Big D., the Coffee Snake Studio, and WebWitch8100. So thank you for all the great ideas, and they landed here in the episodes here and the ones coming up. Uh, so a lot of friends, as they say, it takes uh, a village to uh, make a podcast. So anyways, the party has wend its way through this gnome uh, home and has discovered many of its secrets and uh, suffered the uh, pun damage from doing so. But now they've run into this spider creature, but it's half gnome. What does that mean? Well, we're going to have to wait for the next episode to find out. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.